welcome to our Winter Best of series, where we end the year by playing back some of your favorite episodes of the year. Whether you are hearing them for the first time or the fifth time, we know that you will learn something new and be blessed. So sit back and enjoy, and we'll be back before you know it with all new episodes on January 9th. said it all along. Unless you're buying a refrigerator and you're comparing prices, comparison generally leads to discontentment Ooh, every single one. time. I'm Susan Goss, and as a seasoned therapist of more than 15 years, I'm honored to have had the opportunity to gain so much wisdom from so many people and love passing that knowledge on to others. So join me and some of my favorite friends as we share some tangible truths with you. Okay, welcome to Tangible Truth Podcast and the New Year. And I've got with me my friend, Megan Jones. Welcome, Megan. Thanks, everybody. I'm glad to be here. I am so glad that you have joined us again, Megan. Megan was with us on our Singleness Podcast, and we had the greatest feedback from that series on singleness. So fun. I love being here. I love being able to spend time with you, Susan. Oh, well, we love having you on the podcast. So I'm also excited about what we're going to start talking about at the beginning of this year. And uh, what we're going to talk about is being authentically human. I mean, those are some words, aren't they? (laughs) Those are some words. Authentically human. Because I'm authentically human. I can hardly say it. Authentically human. Are you authentically human? I hope I'm authentically human. Uh, Yes, you are authentically human. And so, consequently, what we're going to talk about is basically every human being so unique and how intriguing, especially as therapists, we find that to be. That's what we're going to talk about today for our listeners. So, isn't that fascinating? It's so fascinating. And just even as we were kind of brainstorming the topic, mm-hmm. all these things started popping in my mind about, mm-hmm. you know, all the clients that, you know, we've sat with throughout the years mm-hmm. and just how each one are just so special and unique in their own way and how God gifted them. And then also just their stories and how resilient people are. Mm-hmm. And so I just really um, am excited about this topic. Mm-hmm. I hope that our listeners are excited because I think there's so much here that we get to dive into, and I hope it's super sweet. Yes, I do too, because um, when we were talking about it, I felt the same way. You know, I just, I count it, and I know you do as well, but I count it such a privilege to sit uh, with people, as you said, in their story, that they are trusting us with that story, and they're so different every person and what people go through and what they've lived through and it's just amazing how resilient people are so i stand in awe i stand in awe actually uh that's the bottom line i truly stand in awe of people very honored and blessed by them so Let's just dig in. Okay. What are some of your thoughts, Megan? Well, as I just was processing this this podcast and thinking about client, clients or people just being so uniquely human, I just started thinking about the aspect of just how Jesus created us just from the beginning, right? Like how each of us just are, are shaped, like our fingerprints being so different, right? And just in every way, how we are 
are shaped, our giftings are different. So I just started thinking about even the hurt people come forward with in session, Mm -hmm. how upfront that that looks very much the same, right? Like we can talk about hurt in like a, a broad term, like a content form. And it seems like, oh, my marriage is hard or finances are hard. And so the content really seems the same. But as you start kind of slowing down people's world and kind of going into that sacred ground mm-hmm. um, that you were kind of hitting on a second ago, I just think so much more comes to life there. And I think that that's really where you find the most unique part of us as humans. I just really treasure that because I think that we're really walking on sacred ground. And so there are so many things to that that I think we become blocked with or hard to get to or access as humans. But when we can get there, that's a place we can really thrive, right? We can. We can really thrive. And I'm glad you brought up the word block because that's what keeps us from thriving, if you will, I think, to be uniquely us. When we say uniquely human, we want people to get to the real, like, I want to be the real me. You want to be the real Megan, the real you, and what blocks you from being that. When you brought up pain, immediately I thought of grief. Immediately. Immediately I thought of grief. And by that I mean when people go through any kind of loss or pain, like my own family, I'm thinking of my own family, been through so much pain, so much loss, so much through death even. And uh, when I think of that, a lot of people will say, well, why aren't you over this? Or mm-hmm. why, why aren't you grieving this way? Or why aren't you grieving that way? And you've heard client after client say, Absolutely. I feel guilty because I don't, I'm already back to work or I haven't been back to work. Here's the, that's the, that's the other ditch. I haven't been back to work mm-hmm. in a year and people are telling me this and people are telling me that it's hard for them to be uniquely them because in their heart, they're trying to please other people or other people are telling Telling them what to do. So there's where blocks come in. And I tell my clients, I don't even know why people write books on grief. Literally, I do not know why, because it's such an enigma. Grief is such an enigma because grief is so different for every single human. So things like that are, are what we call blocks. Like I'm not being able to be me in my own grief. Right. Right. Yes, I love that. I love that that vision of what it looks like when we walk through pain, right? right. Specifically around grief. Uh-huh. That it's going to look so different from me to you and it should. Yes. Because if all of that looked the same, then... I mean, where's our really our ability to rely on God, mm-hmm. right? If we can mm-hmm. just e- so easily open a book or whatever, I just think that really opens up a world where we just have to completely depend on God mm-hmm. to find our unique self mm-hmm. and also lean into the pain, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where we kind of get stuck or blocked is it's like the world, society, our own upbringing doesn't mm-hmm. really give us permission, mm-hmm. right? To just really lean into grief or lean into pain, lean into vulnerability vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so we get these blocks that you're kind of talking about, Susan. And I love that you're saying that because I think that when we can't get past those blocks, we lose the truest parts of us or it just kind of gets hidden in the background, mm-hmm. right? It's not truly lost. Mm-hmm. It's just not able to come forward mm-hmm. because this world and people and the way our society works really 
doesn't allow us the space, the safety mm-hmm. to really bring the truest parts of our forwards, mm-hmm. self forward. So then it gets blocked. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that what you kind of see? Yes, or do you? Exactly. One hundred percent. And just to bring that forward to the listeners to to hear, you know, like, oh, that is me. <laughs> I have heard that in mm-hmm. my life. And ooh, I'm not taking care of myself. Exactly. You know, I'm not tuning in to that myself. That's very insightful. Thank you for sharing that with me because that's me. You know, those kind right. of things. People don't talk about that. And that is just us talking about touching a touch point on pain. But, you know, it's also true in in other areas of our life. Like, let's talk about this is the beginning of a new year, but I'm going to jump from pain to the opposite. Okay, let's start a new year and let's start, you know, I want to start exercising. So you may be thinking, so hang with me listeners for a second, but you may be thinking, I'm going to join a gym or I'm going to start walking with a friend or I'm going to start going and working out three days a week or four days a week or whatever you're thinking in your mind right now that you might do at the beginning of the year. And so you might set that goal. But along the way, let's say a month down the road, it it gets harder to do that. Mm. And you think... Which happens all the time, right? Happens all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It happens all the time. And so all of a sudden, you may just be able to do that one day a week, or you may not be able to do it at all. And what happens to us sometimes? We start shaming ourselves. Absolutely. And and thinking, uh-oh, I'm, I knew I wouldn't be able to do this or whatever. And so there's another narrative that goes on in our minds about ourselves and and that narrative's not true. And here's the deal. We had a guest this oh about six months ago that was also talking well, we were we were all talking on the podcast about the difference between routine and rhythm. I don't know if you heard it or not, but it was very good discussion about how routine is more for some of us, puts us in a more rigid frame, mind, mind, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I am going to exercise five days a week versus rhythm is I need to exercise my body and I need to get healthy. And however that looks like, if I'm at home and I need to walk up and down some stairs at work and home and whatever, or I need to walk around the block or I just need movement in my life, but I'm not going to shame myself if I can't, if I cannot go to the gym five days a week. You know what that makes me think of is almost like a rhythm. If we can really start a rhythm and and not have it be, what was the other word you used? Routine. Routine, right? If, mm-hmm. if I'm in a routine, right? It makes me think of like, almost like that's where we can get stuck. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and, that, and that doesn't leave much flexibility. Right, right. But rhythm. Rhythm is a yes. different ball game. Totally. Right. It, it gives you the freedom to say, hey, you know what? I don't have time to go jog my three miles today, mm-hmm. but I have a quick time to walk two miles around the block mm-hmm. before I have to mm-hmm. do whatever. Or do some squats while I'm cooking oh, in the kitchen. I or, mean, yeah. wear a baby and do squats. That's right. 
I mean, that's what are in our office here in my, you know, we sit all day we while do. we're doing as therapists, but in between I can get up and do stretches in my, the, you know, the facing of my, I've been known to do that or my squat Absolutely. or whatever. It, you know, it just, it just makes me think of kind of going, just kind of framing it around being uniquely human, mm-hmm. that really being uniquely human matters Whenever we talk about whether or not we get stuck in this rigidity, right, right, or can we be flexible, whether that's going into vulnerability mm-hmm. or in showing the truest parts of us or needing to go work out and do some physical activity wherever we're at, where are we, where are we kind of coming forward with the truest parts of us and giving ourselves permission for it? I think that that is a big part in learning how to live authentically. Exactly. And a huge part in the reason, well, the, the initial reason I even brought up the exercise example was in order to remain uniquely human, not to compare. So if you're going to run and you think that's your best exercise and you're going to exercise five days a week, that is awesome. And I need to be a cheerleader for you. But it doesn't mean that I have to run or that I have to go to the gym five days a week. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to find my rhythm to be healthy, it might be that I do two days a week of strength training, or I do two days a week of something else and and three days of squatting and doing something else or whatever my rhythm is. But I need to be, as you just said, flexible and whatever's healthy for me. But I don't need to compare. I need to champion you. Exactly. And you need to champion me. And we need to check in. Are you being healthy? This week, are you being healthy? What what does that look like for you, Megan? What does that look like for you, Susan? And we need to be cheerleaders for each other. Right. And it doesn't need to be a comparison. Just like grief does not need to be a comparison. Completely. You need to stay home for five weeks from your job and you need to stay in the bed or you need to not do this or not do that. You know, we need to be authentically human between God. What does it look like for me? me. What does it look like for me? But yet to honor you and what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And doing that also keeps us out of judgment. Yes. Right. Yes. If I can really kind of honor myself and where I'm at, mm-hmm. right, being okay with me, learning to be okay with me. And again, that is a process because of these blocks, which we'll talk about in part two of this podcast. Part two. Are the, right. Blocks are a, a session on their own. They are. Aren't they? <laughs> I mean, we're going to do a whole podcast with some blocks. But if, if we can really um, learn to really kind of lean into that and heal through our blocks, Mm -hmm. then I can become more authentically me, which gives me the capacity then to hold you where you're at and what you're doing Mm -hmm. and hold me with where I'm at and what I'm doing and be okay with both. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that that's kind of what even you're saying, like, then we can be kind of authentically human together. Yes. Right. Oh, isn't that beautiful? That's a beautiful picture. That is. And that's such maturity. Yes. Like I want to be happy for you. Yes. And you want to be happy for me, but it's going to look different for both of us because that's the whole uniqueness. Yes. That we're talking about. Absolutely. That's the whole uniqueness. And and that's what we're starting the year off. Like, I am uniquely me. You are uniquely you. It looks different, but we love it about each other. 
That's mm-hmm. what I love about you is you are uniquely you. I'm uniquely me, and we are different. But that's the beauty of it. God created us that way, and it makes such a be- more beautiful picture, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can, if we could, if we could really start living that way, mm-hmm. right? The the start of the new year, really starting to mm-hmm. embrace each other's uniqueness and and how we travel this life. Mm-hmm. With also, right, being fair, like also encouraging each other to do hard things, mm-hmm. right, and pushing each other. But how do we do that lovingly where we're still honoring our, our design, whether it's through grief or through a new workout program or whatever your new hope is for this year? Very true. And so we've given actually two extreme examples, you know, working through a block in pain. And and listeners, we are going to do a podcast strictly on what is a block? How do you work through a block? But that really is a a podcast on its own. We wanted to start our first one on this one. A more, shall we say, uplifting, positive, hopeful. hopeful. Yeah, I like that word. Hopeful. I like that one. But we've given two kind of opposites, one ditch to the other. But pain, you know, being uniquely human through pain or hurt, and then uniquely human through Something positive, you know, like we gave the example of, okay, exercise or even eating healthy. You know, everybody eats so different. You know, I even talked about, hey, Megan, can I bring you your coffee this morning? (laughs) I mean, you looked at me like I had two heads. When you said black coffee, I was like, what? You know, (laughs) because I was stopping by Onyx, you know, to get you. (laughs) I was getting my almond almond milk latte. Listeners, Susan really learned how to accept me (laughs) and my unique humanness. Almond milk latte, fixed with geometry, half-calf. That's what I get, you know. Doesn't have any sugar in it. But you said, yes, I would love that. Okay, what can I get you? I had my pen out ready. Black coffee. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. Black house. Yeah, black house. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. So even, you know, even that, we're uniquely very different, but but accepting, loving, and not comparing. Not comparing. We really emphasize that when we were making our notes, that it's so vitally important to take out the element of comparison. And you wisely said the word judgment. Mm -hmm. It also takes out that, which changes a heart. It changes a heart. And and I think that that's that's why just thinking about this, I don't know who told me this, but you know we have to stay out of of comparison because it will lead to discontent. And I yes. think that this is really a good way to really kind of emphasize that. Mm-hmm. Like no wonder we're discontent, Susan. Mm-hmm. Right? If we're comparing, and we were never designed to be that way, never. we were designed to be actually authentically, uniquely us. Mm-hmm. So we cannot compare. Mm-mm. Right. Whether it be in grief or whether it be what coffee we're getting. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what actually makes us so beautiful. And when we can really learn to start walking in that part of us, bringing that part forward, then all of a sudden we can have a beautiful picture of, of what deep friendship looks like, deep relationship looks like, deep healing looks like. Totally. Totally. I love that. That is so true. Yes. And that is true about comparison. I've said it all along. Unless you're buying a refrigerator and you're comparing prices, comparison generally leads to discontentment every single time. Absolutely. The only space that that needs comparison in. 
Yeah. It's when we're looking at shopping. That's right. Typically. That is so true. Here's what I love, Susan, is where we're at right now, looking at what's uniquely human, is that when we, whenever we talked and talked about just even looking at the authenticity, authenticity? Authenticity. Uh Thank you. Of our clients. It's hard to say fast. It is. Authenticity. I just really see a a picture of resiliency. And I think that you brought up that word as we were talking. Yeah. Right. Because I see it clients being so resilient mm -hmm. in their stories. It's just amazing to me. It it blows me away. It really does. I'm in awe. I said, I'm just in awe of my clients. And I think that that's just such a good picture to take away with as we start the new year, that we are resilient. Mm -hmm. The Lord made us that way, Mm -hmm. uniquely and authentically resilient to do work and to do healing and to walk the heart. And we can do it. Mm -hmm. We've seen it happen a million times in our offices and with the people we love that it is, it is possible. And I'm just looking forward to our next podcast that, that we're going to embark in, that this, this is a process and we get to find more of ourselves there. And so um, listeners, I hope you listen in to our part two about how we start to become more authentically human. I can't wait. Me either. Okay. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.